Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Take a quick break from your calls here for a minute. Hang in there. We'll get right back to you. I want to talk to Sean King, our pal at VEASAN. He's a VEASAN analyst, and you can catch him, of course, on VEASAN Primetime, weeknights on VEASAN. And Sean is kind enough to join us right now on Twitter, at RealSeanKing. Sean, good to talk to you. Let's get right into it here. Your thoughts on the Lamar Jackson situation, where a lot of people talking about collusion, this and that. What's your take on what's gone on so far with Lamar Jackson this offseason? Well, Sal, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, it's a very complex conversation. I think the initial point is athletes should always have agents. You know, once you get into corporate America, you understand that negotiations are extremely, extremely like, Volatile, mm. because the company's trying to get the best deal for them. The employee is trying to get the best deal for them. And being in the middle of it creates scars, wounds that don't necessarily always heal. And I think what you saw was Lamar being affected by the fact that he's directly involved with the negotiations, whether they're right or wrong. And I think the culmination was him not going to the playoff game with Cincinnati. Uh, I had Kadri Ishmael on the VEASAN primetime show. You guys can catch us on VEASAN at, from 3 to 6 Pacific, Monday through Friday. And I told Kadri two weeks ago, this is before they came out with this transition tag, I don't think Lamar ever plays for the Ravens again. Wow. Because as a human, when you feel like somebody disrespects you, and negotiations are always disrespectful if you're involved, that's why there are agents. It's hard to get over that on the humanistic side. And so I think ultimately uh, 
Baltimore overplayed their hand. I think Lamar made a bad decision and not having an agent. And because of both parties being in the wrong, I don't think that relationship is sustainable. So how is Lamar then going to get out of this? Because they obviously slapped him with the franchise tag. What's he going to do, sit out? No. Uh, they gave him the transition tag. where He can go and get a great deal from someone else. Now, I know publicly a lot of teams will say they're not interested, but come on, Lamar is 26 years old. Let me repeat that. Lamar Jackson is 26 years old and already an NFL MVP. And in a league where people are looking for transcendent talent at quarterback, who believes that nobody wants Lamar Jackson? I don't. Well, I don't think it's nobody would want him, but I was going to ask you, so I might as well ask you now. Would you be scared off at, say, the $230, $250 million guaranteed commitment and two first-round picks on top of it for a guy whose style of play, Sean, is conducive to getting hurt, as we've seen in recent years? Well, first of all, uh, Deshaun Watson brought more back for the Texans than what you would have to get to get Lamar Jackson. Right. Uh, secondly... Who knows what the Packers are going to ask for from the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, will be 40 years old when this season concludes next year. So you're talking about a guy that's 14 years younger who has also been MVP of the league. Like, I just think there's a market for that kind of talent. Well, of course there's going to be a market for that talent, but do you trust – I love Lamar Jackson as a player. I don't know if I would trust him, and because of that awful Deshaun Watson contract. Now, I don't blame Lamar. He's saying, well, if Deshaun got that, then I deserve that. And he's right. He does. But is there going to be a team that's going to give him that when you have to worry about his health? No, as a quarterback – and you can tell me what you think of him as a pocket passer, how he's developed – but obviously his game is based on his legs and the way he plays. I mean, he's the best running quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He plays the game like a running back, and we know the wear and tear, how quickly the tread comes off the tires on running backs. Well, let me say this. Uh, he threw 36 touchdowns in his career in a year. Mm -hmm. uh, also, what's the best receiver Lamar's ever had with the Baltimore Ravens? Like, they've always been a defense-oriented squad. Like, when you look at the personnel he's had on offense, how could they ever lead the league in passing with those collection of skill players? And this is no disrespect because those guys are all worthy of being in the National Football League, but they're not elite by any stretch. Who knows what would happen if you gave Lamar Jackson, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and uh, Tyler Boyd. Like, who knows what he could do? Like, if I, I know Miami probably is trying to decide whether or not Tom Brady is really retired. Hmm. But think about Lamar in Miami with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, think about Lamar in Las Vegas with Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter, Hunter Renfro, John, Jonathan Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. Like, I mean, if you put him with an elite supporting cast, you can't tell me that you think the quarterback is now your deficient spot. So if I'm the Jets, there's no way I'm trading for Aaron Rodgers over Lamar Jackson. Like, that's ludicrous to me. Wow. I'm shocked at that. I mean, Rodgers is a better player, no? No. Like, think about this. You don't as think Aaron Rodgers is better than Lamar Jackson? As great. Aaron Rodgers is about to be 40 years old, Sal. He's still, and, and uh, as, he's still a great as, player. As great as Aaron Rodgers can be. Listen, Jay-Z said uh, men lie, women don't. <laughs> men lie, women lie, numbers don't. <laughs> right? The truth doesn't have emotions. So think about this. 
And listen, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, regardless of what happens the rest of his career. But think about this for a second. Last year, Detroit came to Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. If Green Bay wins that game, Green Bay's in the playoffs, correct? Correct. Who played bad? Aaron Rodgers. The year before, San Francisco came to Green Bay the second round of the playoffs. The Packers scored seven points. Who played bad in that game? Aaron Rodgers. The year before right. that, NFC Championship game, Tom Brady and the Bucks came to Green Bay. Who played bad? Aaron Rodgers. So even though he's won regular season MVPs in the playoffs, he hasn't been elite in a while. Right. So, like, what are you really getting at 40 that you wouldn't get and have more longevity with a Lamar Jackson? But Lamar Jackson's he's never healthy for a full season, Sean. Well, the last two years he's battled injuries, but how much of that is and understanding that I haven't got long-term security contractually. What, not wanting to go out there and play? Right. Like, yeah, that but, plays into a role. Like, yeah. that, that, that matters. Uh, I mean, maybe this last year, but the year before that. And don't you think just his style of play in general? Like you could talk about, hey, he has the potential and you want to see him with different weapons. I don't know if I love that argument, but I understand it from your perspective. But how can you then defend his style of play is not more conducive to getting hurt? Well, Jalen Hurts just made it to a Super Bowl, right? Right. Like, what's the difference between Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson's style of play? Like, Josh Allen coming into last year, the Bills were everybody's favorite to get to the Super Bowl. What's the difference between Josh Allen's style of play and Lamar Jackson? Well, I think Lamar like, Jackson under, is. Un, un, under Brian Dable, like, Josh Allen's greatest attribute was his physicality. Right. His ability to pick up first downs, extend series with his legs. Now, he has elite arm talent, but so does Lamar Jackson. But Josh Allen has not won an NFL MVP. Lamar Jackson has. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the style that, uh, whether it was Josh Allen a couple years ago, Daniel Jones running the football too much. To me, that is going to get you hurt. And the clear strength of Lamar Jackson is his ability to run the football, his elusiveness, his speed, his skill, all that stuff. That's a clear strength. I, I, I say this, Sal. I don't know that that's necessarily accurate because we've never seen him in a system that allows him to actually distribute the ball in the passing game as the forefront schematically of what they're doing on offense. Right. I mean, like what's it, who's been his best receiver during his time at Baltimore? Sammy Watkins, uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, Rashad Bateman. Like in reality, it's been Mark Andrews, the tight end. Like he's never had a receiving core that people feared. I no, I get that. I mean, he also two years ago. I mean, forget this year if you want to talk about injury mart or whatever. But he was seventeen uh, touchdowns, seven interceptions. Two years ago was sixteen touchdowns and thirteen interceptions. That is quite the regression from a guy who was thirty six and six you know, as far as touchdowns and interceptions in his MVP year a few years ago. So why did Greg Roman get removed from offensive coordinator? Because he was doing a great job, or because they thought that there were some limitations to his approach right. to how they were attacking defenses? So my thing with Lamar Jackson is, if you're going to tell me that Anthony Richardson is somebody that you should trade up in the first round of draft, then how are you not willing to give up everything to get Lamar Jackson? Yeah, interesting. So you believe in him. You would go out there and, and look, I love Lamar as a player, but I could understand a reservation about committing that type of money to him when we haven't seen him be put in a situation where he could throw the football 30, 40 times a game and succeed. He's not asked, to your point, he hasn't been asked to do that. You believe he can do that. Well, let me ask you this. If you're the New York Giants, right? 
what did they just give Daniel Jones? So you mean to tell me the next three to four years you'd rather be attached to Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson? Well, that's I, I'm glad you brought up Jones because I want to get into him. We're talking with Sean King of VEASAN. He's a VEASAN analyst, host of VEASAN Primetime, weeknights on VEASAN, 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So I've been saying, Sean, to start this show for the hour, that it's not about the contract necessarily, but we still don't know, or at least I feel like I don't know, what Daniel Jones is as a quarterback. How do you evaluate what Daniel Jones has done in his four years overall? I think Daniel Jones is a player that was overdrafted. And when you're overdrafted, you have unfair expectations on early in your career. Like Daniel Jones should have never been a first-round pick coming off of what he did at Duke. Yet, I'm not against Daniel Jones getting paid. It's not. I'm not aggressive towards the player. It is what it is. But I'm saying he's proven less than Lamar Jackson has. By far. Like, Right, by far, but nobody has really balked nationally at what Daniel Jones just got from Dallas. Like, Lamar Jackson is better than Dak Prescott. Lamar Jackson is better than Kirk Cousins. Like, so you're talking about a guy that's already won NFL MVP. Like, what are we talking about? It's only 26 years old, Sal. Hmm. So even if he has flaws, deficiencies, if you take another year and a half to fix those, because he has the arm talent. It's this, we're not talking about Tua in Miami who never physically is going to be able to get the ball down the field to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Right. Lamar Jackson has the arm talent. If we put him in a competition in shorts, he's top three in the league. He's going to measure. If, this is the, if you judge the quarterbacks right now that are currently in the NFL based on a combine representation, he's top three. Like, we're talking about a guy 26, already an MVP. Yeah, like, why wouldn't the team be willing to give up two first-round picks to get that. You should be his agent because you're selling me. All of a sudden, I'm thinking my Falcons should go all in and get Lamar Jackson. Where do you think he ends up, Sean? I, this is the part I don't understand. I think his perfect destination is Miami. But I will say this. I don't think Tom Brady is retired. Yeah. So you think Brady's coming Tom, back and playing? I, I'm with you. I've been saying that since day one. There's no way he's retiring. Listen, Miami had to forfeit their first-round pick this year because of tampering with Tom Brady. Yet, Tom Brady retired from Tampa in January and had a $300 million plus deal on the table with Fox to call football games. He came out and said, after he retired, I'm going to take a year off to prepare myself to call football games. Now, I've seen Tom Brady in a whole lot of interviews. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> and even if he had reservations about calling games, he retired in January. February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Like, I'm not like a mathematician by any stretch, but that's a whole lot of time to get ready to call a game in September. Right. His kids live in Miami. I think there's still a scenario where Brady ends up being the quarterback of the Dolphins. So I can see why the Dolphins don't want Lamar Jackson. The team that perplexes me, and it's right there in your home city, is the New York Jets. Why would you want a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers over a 26-year-old Lamar Jackson? That that does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Could it have been that they weren't sure if Jackson was going to be made available? Well, if they weren't, now they know. Well, they but they still have not done anything to ascertain Aaron Rodgers officially. But they put plans in place, you know, bringing in Nathaniel Hackett. They basically loaded up to go after, go make a run at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so let, look, me, let, let, let me ask you this. With Brees Hall coming off an injury, mm -hmm. with Garrett Wilson looking like he's on the path 
to be a legitimate like receiver in this league with that defense. Who's better for the Jets over the next five years, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Well, five years, I don't think there's any question. But assuming health, and it's a big assumption, it's Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. Absolutely. And it's not like the Jets are winning a championship next year with either because they're still in a division and conference that has elite quarterbacks. I mean, we're still talking about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert now has uh, Kellen Moore coordinating the plays, Joe Burrow. I mean, come on. It's not like the AFC is devoid of elite quarterbacks. If if for whatever reason Rodgers either decides to stay retired or doesn't want to come to the Jets or the Packers don't want to trade him to the Jets or they can't figure out an agreement, and Rodgers to the Jets is dead. If the Jets then do not pivot to go get Lamar Jackson, then you know we've got a major problem. Absolutely. I think you have a major problem from an evaluation standpoint if you don't halt Aaron Rodgers' talks right now and address Lamar Jackson talks. But it's not just the Jets then, Sean, because there are a lot of teams who need a quarterback, and for whatever reason, we saw earlier in the week where all of them, and I was just thinking myself, like, all right, well, he wants all this guaranteed money. You talk about the guaranteed money, the two first-round picks. You talk about a guy who's injured, so I could understand reservations. But all of them? Why wouldn't Washington, who can maybe do some damage if they have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, why wouldn't Washington be in on him? I could see Washington signing him, but not for the right reasons. I mean, I could see uh, Daniel Snyder deciding, okay, I'm going to sell the team, but before I sell the team, I'm going to do exactly what nobody in the NFL wants me to do, which is give another player a guaranteed $200 plus million dollar deal. That would be out of spite. But what? what I'm saying is Lamar Jackson is a top 10 quarterback in this league, probably top five, like based on what he's accomplished. Like We're not talking about a guy that's not elite. Like, what are his deficiencies? You can say throwing the football, but again, I ask you, who has he had as a supporting cast offensively? So we don't really know what an elite supporting cast can he throw the football. You look at a team like the Jets. The Jets had Zach Wilson, who they overdrafted. Zach Wilson was never a top five pick, period. They made a bad evaluation in that draft. That's nothing that Zach Wilson could control. But he got there under unfair expectations. He was never going to live with those expectations because he wasn't that kind of player. They could bring in Lamar Jackson, Brees Hall's healthy, Garrett Wilson is in year two with that defense. They're a legitimate threat. Yeah, I mean, I would not be opposed to it. I just think Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen, so I would love that. It'd be a great fit. And I guess... If I trace back to the beginning of my personal thoughts on what they should do, I never believed Lamar Jackson was actually going to become available because Baltimore can't let him go. I mean, you lose Lamar Jackson, you might as well fold up shop. You can't let a a franchise quarterback like that go. So I never thought it was realistic, which is why I kind of focused in on Aaron Rodgers now that it might be a realistic op- uh, uh, option for him. And I still don't even believe it, Sean. I know you do, and you bring up good reasons why. I can't imagine Baltimore, a well-run organization, is not going to figure out a way to make this happen. Bring him back. So watch this. I, I was raised you know, by a, a black Baptist minister in the South, and he always taught me association breeds assimilation. So when you think about Baltimore and their contract negotiations with Lamar, no one in that division – respects the Haslam family as far as their ability to make the proper decision for the Browns and for the league. So Lamar is negotiating with that 
also hanging over the negotiations. They hate it. Everybody in the league hates the deal that the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson. The Ravens are in the same division. So obviously, internally, there seems to be a consensus that we are not going to do what the Browns did. And I think that plays into that negotiation. At the end of the day, how often does a Lamar Jackson become available? Like, right. think about this. Like, this isn't next year where you got Caleb Williams and uh, Drake May and all these, like, quarterbacks that look like they're going to be, like, potentially, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes light, you know, on their floor. Like, Bryce Young's a really good player. C.J. Stroud's a really good player. But they don't project to be better than Lamar Jackson. Like, just think about it from that that's prism. Like, this is an elite talent. Right, like, so why? Uh, so, so let me ask you flat out, because it's not just the Jets, or it's not just the Ravens, it's, it's the Falcons, it's the Washington football team, it's the Panthers, all these teams that could desperately use a quarterback have an opportunity to go get a former MVP, and they're not going after it. Do you think that there's some kind of collusion taking place? I don't think there's collusion. I just think the evaluation process when it comes to quarterback is flawed in the National Football League. It's the reason that the 49ers, who are one of the most competent organizations we've ever seen when it comes to roster management, will give up what they gave up to trade up and select Trey Lance, a guy that had only played one year at North Dakota State, a guy that was super raw, that was going to need to go to a team that had no expectations and play for two years just from an experience standpoint, and yet they made that mistake. The same reason that the Jets would trade up and take a – kid and Zach Wilson out of BYU his only great year in college was during COVID when BYU played no power five opponents like I think the uh, evaluation process at quarterback is flawed interesting I mean there are mistakes made left and right and some of these teams just don't seem to get it I want to ask you at least a couple more here Sean before we really go talk about Sean King VEASAN analyst you can check out his show on VEASAN it's VEASAN primetime weeknights Monday through Friday 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific time Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott? Who do you think is better? Well, I think Daniel Jones has more upside. But again, I would not have given Daniel Jones the contract that the Giants did. I would have franchised Daniel Jones. Because with the contract that they gave him, if he doesn't progress, if he doesn't elevate, they're stuck. You can't move off of this deal for three years. Are those two, it, it, after two years, they were able to get out of it the last time? Well, even, it, it, I mean, even two. I mean, after giving him this deal, knowing that you still have to compensate Saquon Barkley, how do they upgrade now the receiving core, which is one of the bottom five in the league? I know you get Wondell Robinson and Sterling Shepard back from injury, but it's still nothing that anybody fears. They need to address wide receiver. I know it's a, uh, in the draft. It's going to be something uh, to look at because obviously the free agents are, are not going to do it. But because they didn't franchise tag Jones, now they have some more money to be able to do that this particular year. Are you, Sean, and, and the way that you were talking about Lamar Jackson, I think that you are, are you one of these guys? And look, you're a former NFL quarterback, so who better to ask than you, somebody who actually did it. Are you one of these guys that believe a quarterback is going to be evaluated based on what's around him? Or can you individually look at these quarterbacks and see a difference between two different players? Well, I have a gift. I can look at quarterbacks and tell who's fixable and who isn't. Who's elite and who's average? Who can't win? 
And when I look at Lamar and I look at what Brian Dable did with Josh Allen, a kid coming out of Wyoming that had a lot of warts, had no consistency, but had elite talent. And he refined that talent and got it to be from a presentation and production standpoint where people thought he was an elite player. Why don't you go after Lamar Jackson and do the same thing? His ceiling is higher than Daniel Jones' ceiling. And I'm not knocking Daniel Jones. I'm glad he got paid. I don't ever, like, want any of these guys not to get paid because understand this, everybody that's listening, the salary pool is a small piece of the total pie for every organization. So think about what they're bringing in. What income and revenue are they generating if they can afford to pay these salaries? So I'm not knocking the player. What I'm saying is organizationally, when you attach yourself to an average quarterback at a high price, you're stuck. You think Jones could get to another level? We're going to see. We're going to find out. I think Daniel Jones is better suited for a team in warm weather or inside of a dome. I don't think his talent really manifests itself in inclement weather. And unfortunately, playing in New York, you're going to get inclement matter, uh, weather a whole lot, especially when it really matters the last quarter of the season. Rank Look em. at that game against Philly. Yeah. Like, just go rewatch the game against Philly. Did Daniel Jones look like a $40 million a year quarterback? Not to me. I mean, you you rank him. This is the last one for you, Sean. I appreciate your time. We'll let you go after this one. Rank him in the NFC East, just the top three quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts is absolutely first. Um, I think Dak, because he's been in the league longer, is probably second. But I'm not, I don't think Dallas has ever winning anything of significance with Dak. Then you go Daniel Jones. But listen, I had Sam Howell as my number one quarterback in last year's draft. And now that they have Eric Bieniemy, he's bringing in that Andy mm-hmm. Reid system. I think that Sam Howell is going to surprise a whole lot of people. I had him rated first last year in that class. Interesting. I never even heard of the guy. Man, he's three years in North Carolina. Hey, Sal, three years in North Carolina. Go look it up. Yeah, I don't right. know how people forgot how good for how long he was in North Carolina. Yeah, no, I'm not a big college football guy. Sean, I mean, I got married. I have a kid. Like, I got to give something up. I can't watch college football the way that I used to. You know what I mean? I understand. I understand. Sundays are taken. That's understood. My wife knew the deal on Sundays, but I got to give her a Saturday. So that's why I have guys like you on who can educate me on some of these youngsters. Hey, when you get when you get some free time and everybody's listening, go back and look at Sam Howell's three years in North Carolina and look at the production. And then look at what he was playing with and against. He's an elite player. I think he's gonna be outstanding for Washington. Unfortunately, they're in a situation where who knows what Mr. Snyder's gonna do, you know, with everything that's hanging over him and how the organization's gonna be viewed, but I'm just telling you, hey, I hope Daniel Jones turns into everything that the Giants want him to be. I would never have given him that guaranteed money. And if anybody that knows Woody Johnson listening to this, go get Lamar Jackson. I like it. Sean King of VSIN. You can check him out Monday through Friday, VSIN primetime, 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Sean, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. All right, Sal. There you go. Hey, he sold me. Screw Rodgers, I want Jackson. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the follow. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
kind of back on the fan. We'll get back to your calls. 877-337-6666. Interesting stuff there from Sean King. And look, I, I would love Lamar Jackson here. I said this before. Uh, I don't think it's realistic, or at least I didn't think it was realistic going into the offseason. The reason why I prefer Rodgers is Rodgers is a proven, known commodity, no question about it, as far as throwing the football goes. With Lamar Jackson, yes, he's had some success, and maybe the potential is there. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen him be asked to do that, but I know Rodgers can do it. With Jackson, you know he can run the football better than anybody else. You know he's electrifying as a player. You also know there are injury history uh, or issues there, concerns there with the injury history, and you worry about what his style of play. And could he get to the level in the passing game that we know Aaron Rodgers is at? That's why I prefer Aaron Rodgers. But make no mistake, if Rodgers, for whatever reason, didn't work out, then the Jets should be going all in on Lamar Jackson if that's a realistic option. 877-337-6666. Jimmy is calling from uh, Carlstad, New Jersey. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, Sal, good evening. How you doing? Thanks How for taking you, my call. Thanks for making it. All right. Do you mind, before I get into my point, if I ask you a, a two easy personal questions? Go ahead. All right. Are you from New York, New Jersey area your whole life? Long Island. Okay. And I'm 48 years old. How old are you? 43. Okay, so we can have this talk. Okay, so I'm calling in about the Daniel Jones and uh, Dak Prescott uh, uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. So I want to make the point that um, I think it's completely unfair that you're making this comparison with Dak, you know, and Jones, mainly for the for this reason. Um, I don't think you're going to see that type of offensive stats, uh, offensive production put up for any quarterback. They could play for the Jets or the Giants over here in this wind tunnel, as opposed to Dak Prescott, who basically plays in a dome. I think it's completely ridiculous. I don't have stats in front of me, mm-hmm. but I would be willing to bet you, if you want to make a bet, that if you look nah, up Phil Sims, you know, Kerry Collins, Eli Manning, or Jack quarterbacks in my lifetime, I almost guarantee you that none of them threw 37 touchdowns. Well, Jet quarterbacks, forget about. There haven't been any. So, I mean, and, you know, the Giants, not like they've had great quarterbacks either in recent years. I know Eli was clutch, but some of the numbers. And, look, Eli had a big arm. He could throw it regardless. You're forgetting, too, I mean, you could also play on the road. You're playing on the road half the time as well. So I'm not looking at it, the wind tunnel, MetLife Stadium, the Meadowlands. I'm not looking at that in comparison. You look at the quarterbacks. Now, the other thing is, too, where Phil Sims played, it was a different era. Like, you would run the football way more back then than in today's style where you're opening things up. Well, you, but that's part, that's part of my point, though, because I don't think that's changed. That's still the recipe over here. When Eli won his two rings over mm-hmm. here, it's not like we had this massive passing attack that was going up and down the field. We had a balanced offense with, with Bradshaw and Jacobs in a strong running game, great defense, and a decent passing game with Eli. Right. The recipe over here has not changed. You're, you're a Falcons fan, right, if I'm not mistaken? Well, I was, yeah. I mean, yes, I grew up a Falcon fan, sure. Okay, how did you remember? I mean, I wasn't at this game, but I've been to a ton of games over here. How did your high-powered offensive uh, Atlanta Falcons team do in 2011? I'm not trying to pick at wounds here. It's not a wound, but bring it to uh, – it's got to be relevant. 
All right. You're talking about the playoff okay, game that, okay. they, got, that they got beat this? in? I don't, I don't think that had anything to do with the weather. I mean, to me, that didn't have anything to do with no, the weather. No, it's just it's, it's the wind because people don't realize on TV, like they see Lambeau Field and they see that it's snowing out and mm-hmm. they think that it's hard to play in. Rodgers can pick defenses apart when it's snowing out because the DBs can't cover, they're slipping and sliding, and he knows where his receivers are going. When you have wind like you have over here at Giant Stadium, mm-hmm. forget about it. I have seen Hall of Fame offenses coming here. Right. Joe Montana, you want to name it, and they get shut out. I still, though, am lost on your point. Like, I've seen plenty of quarterbacks come in and have success at MetLife Stadium as well. So, I, mean, I don't know. Well, because every day is not as windy as oh, the other okay. day. Oh, okay, so then what are we talking windy. about? On days that it's windy? Now, on days that it's windy, we're going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. The Giants, because there might be a day or two that's a little more windy than others. You can't compare what Dak does in Dallas to what Daniel Jones does here because it might be windy one day. All right, let me ask you this. You think, how about we make a bet on this? You think, if, hypothetically, if the Jets do get Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. I will be willing to bet you, if you want to do like a steak dinner or something in the city, I'll be willing to bet you that there's no way in hell he's throwing 40 touchdown passes over here. Well, 40 is a lot. I mean, I, I don't, I, but I don't well, think. Well, that... if Dak threw 37 in his dome, then Rodgers has thrown more than 40 in Green Bay. So according to you, he, it's relevant. He should be able to do it here. No, it's a different, you're talking about different circumstances, different teams, different offense, different season, different time in their careers. Not all things are equal. I mean, you want to go over Aaron Rodgers' career average and then come up with a number for his touchdowns. I mean, I I have no problem doing that. I'm not worried about specific numbers either. I'm just saying that what Daniel Jones did in three years, this was the number that you're getting at before what I referenced 37. Dak Prescott Mm -hmm. in one season of football, one season of football, threw 37 touchdowns. Daniel Jones in three seasons of football threw 36. And you're chalking it up to the wind. Well, no, I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking it up to the balance of the, the the style of play over here with a lot of run, a lot of running the ball. Right, but then that then my question is: Is Daniel Jones going to be a guy that can throw the football when needed at a high level? Because you're not just going to be able to hand it off, score, throw well, for fifteen how, touchdowns. How did, he do, how did he do when he was on the road in the playoff game in a dome over in Minnesota? He torched their defense. Well, is it? Oh, you know why? Because there was no wind. It was in a dome. We're okay, and what was the number one factor? Why do you think Daniel Jones torched the Vikings in that game? Because our line was decent enough no, no, to no, protect no, no. them, the, and he had a little time. What's the real reason? What's the real reason in that game? No mistakes, no penalties. Oh, you know, no, what, no, what about no the team that they played? Well, I'll give you a hint. What about the team that they played? Oh yeah, they don't. Oh yeah, no, oh. it's not. You know, the Vikings didn't have an all-world defense. Uh, I'll give you that. I mean, the Vikings defense sucks. Look, Jimmy. Here's the point. Daniel Jones has been good and was good, and I appreciate the call. And I get what you're trying to say. Quarterbacks at MetLife, you know, the wind has been an issue. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not why Dak Prescott threw 37 touchdowns one year in comparison to Daniel Jones 36 in three years. You're right. It's a different offense. But that's my point. I've seen Dak be asked to do a lot more, and he's done it. I have not seen that from Daniel Jones. I believe to get to a Super Bowl level, which is the goal, right? I mean, unless you guys are okay with just getting in the playoffs, being a Kirk Cousins-type team with the Vikings, yeah, win some games in the regular season, get to the postseason, win a wild-card game, maybe lose the wild-card game, who knows? Or you're trying to get to that next level. For the Giants to be able to get to the next level, like Brian Dable did with Josh Allen, Jones is going to have to take that next step. This is essentially year one. I'm not saying he can't do it. You're saying he's not doing it because of the wind. 
I'm saying that's ridiculous. And you know what? You want to put your win theory to the test? Let's see what Aaron Rodgers does if he comes here. Let me just look up. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the point, too. And you could throw him by Fleegs saying it's never windy at Lambeau. But uh, at Buffalo, I mean, what, these cold weather games, ne- it's never windy in other areas? Aaron Rodgers, it may not be cold. The guy can't feel his hand. It's, you know, 10 below. Rodgers, I wanted to see something. The 28th, I'm just trying to look at the lowest total in a fully healthy year here of touchdowns. 16 games started. Let's see, 28 so far. Uh, 31, 40. Fully healthy season. Yeah, I mean, all right, about 25 touchdowns. Rodgers will throw over, I would say, easily throw over 30 touchdowns. Right, he was saying 40, right? Fleegs was the number that he was right, saying. Right, which Rodgers, even in a Hall of Fame career, has only done three times. Right. Well, I mean, it's not easy to throw over 40. Right. You know, who the hell's doing that? But I mean, how about as a Jet quarterback? Can he get to 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns? That would be numbers the Jets haven't dreamed of ever. Right, I shouldn't say easily he'll do that, but I think he will do that. I think he'll easily throw over 25, which he threw 26 last year. He'll easily throw over 25, and I do think you could see him at 4,000. Now, remember, too, maybe the Jets run the football more. With Brees Hall. It's not just about the numbers. But the point is, Rodgers will be able to throw the football at MetLife. The wind isn't going to prevent Rodgers from throwing the football. Believe that. Rob is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Rob? Hey, Sal. How you doing, brother? How are you, Rob? I'm all right, baby. Um, So, all right. Uh, first of all, there's a lot to unpack. I'm going to be real quick. Um, I love Danny Dimes. Uh, $40 million a year, I think. Oh, wow, that was a reach. <laughs> oh, wow, man. I mean, I like him, but uh, I, don't, I don't see him as being that type of quarterback. I mean, I know there's a lot of things went against him, different systems, different coaches, don't have the, you know, uh, you know elite playmakers at wide receiver position, tight end. Wow, man. I mean, that's what the market is. I'm not knocking Daniel Dunn. Right. And, and, right. Nobody's knocking Daniel Jones here. By the way, I'm not even knocking the contract. I understand it. That's what it is. I'm just saying that Dak is Dak's making the same thing. He's making yeah, uh, just a, a three million fewer than Josh Allen. So, like, the contract itself isn't bad. The Giants kind of had to do it. But look at what other teams are getting for similar value. But, but, you, but uh, okay, okay, so what, what was the alternative? I mean, but... What, he oh, you could have what, drafted what, and developed what, a quarterback. That's yeah, the. I mean, that's, what makes he has? I mean, really. I mean, well, yeah, fifteen quarterback. Uh, 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 I mean, Sean King brought it up before. An alternative could have been to go out and get Lamar Jackson. Okay, the last guy before this caller, and I, and I, you, know, you said the same thing. Like, I wasn't sold. I, I thought the gesture to get um. Um, and Rudd, but he sold me on getting Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he just, he made me have to rethink that. You yeah. know, <laughs> that messed me up because I was like, oh, Lamar Jackson was, wow. But, uh, ooh, wow. And then you, and the franchise Barkley, and again, running backs are undervalued because they should be because you get a good running back in the third, second, third round. Right. Now. And so the Giants, it's not, the offense is the problem, but, you know, what offense uh, put people in seat? Uh, defense win championships, right? And they have a lot of problems on defense. They can't stop the run. 
They they have to no, they have to build up a team. I mean, they they overachieve this year. They have to build up right. a team. Right. And Jones got to take another step uh, or two. They have to get him some help. They have to build the defense. There's a lot that the Giants need to do here. They're, they're a long way from being a team that's on a, a, a top level. They're just going to compete against um, the Eagles and, and the Cowboys. So let me just say this. I'm going to ask you Or Niners. Right. But we tell in their conference. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to hang up. Do um, you really think Daniel Jones is a $40 million a year quarterback? Child, thanks for taking the call, brother. I always like speaking to you. And look, and, and I just started following you on, on Twitter. So you see a couple extra likes. That's Rob from Brooklyn. I appreciate it, Rob. Thank you very <laughs> much. For, thank you very much for that. I got to search you out. So, Mike, the, the mentions sometimes are just so nasty that I don't really pay attention uh, to all of it. So I apologize if I miss you. But I'll, and now that I have an eye, uh, you know, I'll have an eye on it. See if I notice you, Rob. But thank you for the support. We appreciate it. I'm not going to say whether I think Jones is worth $40 million or not because the way the contracts are going, you can compare them to the crappy quarterbacks in the league. But if I just read you the list, as I did to start the show, where you have a look at the top quarterback contracts on the average per year, Rodgers at 50, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, is at 45, you know, they go down progressively. Mahomes is at 45 per year. Josh Allen, 43 per year. And then you have Daniel Jones, Matthew Stafford, and Dak, and Dak Prescott at 40 million per. Daniel Jones, by far on this list, is the worst quarterback. I'm not saying he's not worth it. I understand why the Giants gave it to him. He's got to elevate. They're paying him based on what they believe he can do as opposed to what he has done. And by the way, while Lamar Jackson in theory, would be great. I mean, I guess in reality, too, not just theory. In reality, it would be great to have Lamar Jackson. Giants are not in a spot where they're going to give up two draft picks for a quarterback. They're just not going to do it. Not going to pay $230 million guaranteed and give up two first-round picks to bring in Lamar Jackson. You know why? Because they're not good enough to win right now. Not even with Lamar Jackson, who is significantly better than Daniel Jones. they got to build it. This is year two of a long rebuild, regardless of the fact that they were in the divisional round just a year ago. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan. Good start to the show. Have about three more hours to go. Matter of fact, coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll talk to our old pal, JJ. John Dostremski will join us, get the latest um, on the NCAA hoops. Of course, Jim Beheim retiring after four, or not retiring, sorry, 
Jim Beheim done at Syracuse after 37 years. So I figured good night to talk to JJ, have some fun with him for a few minutes. Maybe we'll get his thoughts on his guy, Daniel Jones. I know he interviews him every week during the season as well. So we could have some fun with him coming up in about 10 minutes. We'll take your calls until then. 877-337-6666. Chris calling from Shrub Oak. What's up, Chris? What's going on, buddy? Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm good, man. Just delivering my Italian bread. Nice. Drop some off at my house, please. Uh, I'm actually you go you go to the uh, you have, you go in the Uncle Giuseppe's out there on Long Island. Uh, I am familiar with it. I have not been in a while, but I am familiar with it. My my bread is in there. It's the, it's the Zorro bread, but it's in an Uncle Giuseppe bag. All right, Zorro Italian bread. Zorro bread. I'll check uh, it out. Zorro. Yeah, it's really good. But anyways, real quick, I got a funny story. You'll get a kick out of. I was out with my high school buddies. Over the weekend, there's like seven of us that try to get together once in a while. So three of us were at the bar waiting for the other guys. And what, and my, they all work daytime, so they don't listen to you. So my buddy's like, yo, did you see that video of that Sal Licata guy? I'm like, listen, I listen to him every night. I go, that's the guy I told you I call. And I'm like, they're like, yo, he was going off. I'm like, listen, these people call him. And they, they, they call him knowing they want to get under his skin and push his buttons. I said, so when I'm in the van and I, I start hearing it, I'm in the van, so I'm like, come on, Sal, give it to me. You know it's I coming. Know when you're about to you know. Play it. I know. It's great. It's great. And then like, that guy's out of his mind. I'm like, no, the callers do that to him. They get him like that. And it's hilarious. It w- well, I appreciate that, first of all, Chris, and I appreciate you defending me, yeah. or at least trying to explain it to your yeah. friends. There are all, there's a lot that goes into it. The, the number one thing that – now, look, depending on the mood of the day, whatever it may be, like that's, that's outside yeah. circumstance that could impact stuff that happens on the air. But for the most part, the number one thing that sets me off is disrespect. Disrespect right. and stupidity – I will not tolerate it. And you know as a listener, if you hear somebody that calls and they're being disrespectful or they're being an idiot with their point, they're going to get it. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's just I, – I just I won't tolerate it. But, like, do you think they call you knowing that they're going to get under your skin? That's why they're calling you? I think sometimes, yes. But you mean, like, for their own entertainment purposes? Yeah, like just to get their rust off. Like, let me call Talakata and break his chop yeah. to get him going. I definitely think you there's know? some of that because of the way that I react on occasion, yes. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it was that guy. Uh, Maybe, but that, if he did a good job of acting because he kept – I mean, I kept asking him, what the hell is he saying? Are you actually saying right. that I cost the Mets? And he said, yes. How is that possible? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Right. People got nothing better to do. So anyway, anyway, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, you got it. My jet point, if you could right now have, would you take, you know, listening to Sean King, it kind of makes you, like, wonder, like, but would you take on a two-year contract right now, the way the Jets are set up, Aaron Rodgers for two years or Lamar Jackson? I want Rodgers. I mean, I I just think he's a, uh, I mean, Rodgers is more proven throwing the football, bottom line. You can come up with the excuses or the reasons why Lamar hasn't had an opportunity. Lamar doesn't have the weapons, all of that. I and I would factor in the injuries and the style of play. I love Aaron Rodgers, so I want Aaron Rodgers here. If it's just two years, I don't think. Uh, to me, I'd go Rodgers. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, don't, I don't want no part of Lamar with him getting hurt and stuff. But like, do you think? Like, do you think in Rodgers' mind, like? Leagues just think he doesn't really care or make it, when he's going to make his decision. But do you think he's got to realize, like, 
I got to make my decision before free agency starts next week, you know? Maybe. I mean, maybe that's part of what the Jets were trying to get out of him, Chris, and thank you for the call. We appreciate the support. Tell your friends they don't like it. Get lost. This is me. Anyway, I'm sure part of the Jets' pitch to Aaron Rodgers was, hey, you know, we'd like a decision sooner than later. We're not trying to rush you here, but the longer you wait, the more it hurts the team. Eddie is in Queens. What's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up, Sal? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for calling, Eddie. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was just calling because I heard this guy, Sean King, talking about the Giants, and uh, he kind of don't know what he's talking about. So let's start with one. Uh, Dak is not better than Jones anymore. Those days are over. You hear me? Over. I don't know what he's talking about. Based on what? Well, he said that, but I also said it. So based on what? Well, you want to start with his interceptions? He threw as many as... uh, Jones threw touchdowns. Right. That's pretty bad. He's on a downhill. Look what he did. Imagine Lamb on the Giants. Uh, okay. What, what would the Jones done? I, I mean, I, I. What are you talking about? What would Dak do if he were on the Giants? No, no. What would uh, Jones be doing with CD Lamb on the Giants? I have no idea. What would he be doing? Well, we. We know we know the offense would have been a lot better. How do we know, we that? know that? How do we know that? Because you're adding a top receiver. What right. do you mean? How do we know that? We don't. You don't know that. It's a hypothetical. You don't know that. Absol- you're- absolutely, you know that. You put a top ten wide receiver on any team, they're going to be better. Oh, really? How how were the Chiefs? How were the Chiefs after they lost Tyreek Hill? Go ahead. I'll wait for your answer. Do, 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 Look how many do, weapons do, they still do, have, though. Do, that How did the Chiefs do? Were the Chiefs better or worse after they lost Tyreek Hill? They replaced Tyreek Hill. With who? With a bunch of what? Oh, a bunch of what? A bunch of what? Well, listen, let's get back to the Oh, no, 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 hold on. No, 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 that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You said any team that has a top 10 wide receiver gets better. No, I didn't say that. What'd you say? I didn't say that. I said any team that adds a top 10 receiver right. will be better. Yeah, the so Chiefs you, so lost you, a top 10 receiver and got were, better. They were just as good because they won a championship with them. All right. They had, who was the so, Chiefs' big receiver last year? I'm waiting. Mahomes was the man. Oh, that's yeah. It. Oh, oh. That's so, so that's Right. So that's about He's the guy. Ah, now, now, Eddie, now you've got it. Now you've got it. That's it, honey. We did it. The case cracker. Mahomes was the factor. Not the top 10 receiver, Tyreek Hill. Not the no-name scrubs that he was throwing the football to. Mahomes was the factor. Why isn't that the case with Daniel Jones? Not comparing him to Mahomes, but just the quarterback in general. Why is it for one... But not the other. You just made the argument for me. Thank you. You want to fill in in a couple of weeks? I'm going to spring training. Oh, wow. It doesn't matter who the wide receivers are. It's Mahomes. Bingo! Bingo! We'll have John Jastrzemski on, on the other side talking about Jim Beheim, who's retired after, or not retired, 
What is it officially, Marco? What is Beheim calling it? He, he's got an ousted? Uh, I, I don't think he called it anything. The Syrac- uh, Syracuse itself said, thank you. Right. Thank you. Goodbye. Right. And it's what, what they said. People are like, oh, you know, they couldn't, uh, they, they didn't give him enough time to like leave on his own. Dude, like he had forever. At any point over the last five to 10 years, you could have been like, you know what? I think it's time we move on. Well, he claims that he gave his retirement speech on the court and no one noticed. Right. Now. Well, no, he, I think he didn't know at the time it was retirement speech. Did he? Or he no, did? he says, I gave the oh. speech on the court, but no one noticed. Jim. You've been there 47 years. If you said, I'm retiring, they would have noticed. We'd have noticed. Right. So I'm pretty sure you screwed up the speech. Don't blame us for being confused. And then when they asked him flat out, so are you retiring? Well, I didn't say that. Right. He said it's the university, it's which the, makes me it, think that they pushed him out, right? Which feels like he lost public, you know, he, he lost the public opinion, right? So I think he felt like if I put the school in a spot where they have to say they're getting rid of me, maybe I have a chance to come back. So I think he laid that out there in the hopes that Syracuse would then turn around and go, no, 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 Jimmy, if you want to stay. And then he went to them, and they were like, no, we're good. Right. And they just put out the basically a tweet, and it was like, all right, that's See enough. you later. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's a university. Well, I mean, he had no choice. He didn't speak after that. Anyway, it's crazy these legacy coaches like 47 years. You know, look, that's amazing. And he had a remarkable run. I know it doesn't end well because they haven't been good the last few years. But it's just the idea that it's almost to the point where you want to sit people down. Like, if you want to go out on your terms, then know when the writing is on the wall and stop fighting it. Right. And just walk away. If you want the, the nice exit, then exit. It's 47 years. What more do you need to do? Do you are you familiar with JJ? Like, were you guys? Uh, you had a good oh, relationship. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why don't you hang in here and we'll hi- we'll interview them together? You want to do that? <laughs> no, sure I'm serious. Well, just hit the fleeks. Hit the legal ID, and then you get in whatever sponsor you have to get in. Or if you just want to do the update, you want to do that. Hey, might as well do the update. So we'll do the update real quick, and then we'll come back. We'll have JJ. We'll have Margo. What do you guys want to do? You want to do the regular update here? We're going to push the update or the sponsor to next hour okay. and just go right to you guys. Okay, right. so you don't need to get anything So let in? me just say we that have this to hit the legal ID unless Marco knows it off the top well, of his head. Well, no, no, no. You had the legal ID, but I will say that this entire segment now with the interview with JJ is brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.